0: Greetings, everyone. This is V, a.k.a. Vernon English, once again. Welcome to the Hearing Colors to Kill Sal's podcast. And can I say that... I'm actually, this is from a new location, so... It's a different vibe altogether. Off-rip. No airplanes in the background. But, I mean... I'm really excited to get next into this next installment or into it and I actually have a surprise for everyone as promised I I have to keep my promises I have I find that as a constant thing or continuity basis quite possibly because I'm an adult but it's just certain things that correlate and go hand in hand but I think the next part of this series that I wanted to share with you guys is a piece and tidbit from the fourth book that I'm working on right now, actually. I won't give too many details away as far as names and other things because of obviously publishing and filing and copyright, and this, this, that, and the third. However, I come to find out this thing of notoriety and by releasing certain things, but anyway, we were gonna get into legalities. Hit the subscribe button, let someone know about... It the piece let someone know about hearing colors to kill sounds be like yo this is crazy nerd dude from wherever he is in california i don't even know he's going flipping at the mouth about some book that if i look at it and you tell me about it on amazon it looks like poetry but the kid swears up and down it's not poetry and not spoken word and then he goes on some long tirade for almost a half hour every day about the book. Yeah, you should check it out. The kid's... And then he starts making up voices now. Oh. Also, side note, I'm going to start doing voices. It's going to be hilarious. Put your cap on. This is going to be entertaining. I'm really going to make this actually something hilariously fun for people, but not just to be silly to be silly that's silly (laughs) anyway as you can see I'm really excited about the fourth book it's coming right along actually and as I said before when you think of someone doing nothing it's a whole lot of something going on that quote unquote someone may or may not be privy to. And the fourth book deals with a lot of different things. It's a different vein from all the other books that I've done. And obviously for time constraint purposes I am lengthening this set series from the book but there's a lot of content that I want to put in here so I'm, I'm pacing myself. And one of the stories comes about in this city and so in the next podcast series possibly this week and next week I'll be describing the cities and going into detail you have no idea how much detail is in said world you think Minecraft is hard or any of these other games of trying to map certain things you have no idea (laughs) yeah anyway I'll go into the details of describing what celestial truly looks like. I give some alludes to what the scene gives off, and I give like some planetary uh, time cognizance to it just from the way that the suns and the moons are positioned in the sky. But I never truly give a full scale spectrum of what it is that that's happening in Celestial and what the plants look like and what the scenes look like and truly what it is that I was describing in all of them. And I actually truly give them names, but the names won't be privy to the people experiencing them. And so just be like one of those narrator tidbits. And if you were a listener or quote unquote listening on the audiobook series, you have more information than those that just simply read the book. Say that five times fast. Okay, so as I'm going through, if you're still following, I'm I'm going through these, these motions of describing in my head, before I even pick up the pen, what it was that I was describing. This place, these people and the overall feeling of what it is that Celestial embodies. And there's so many scenes and I was just tripped out in describing a few of them and I was like, okay, wow, snow, okay, whoa, sand, oh man, is it his eye? No, okay, so it's not Wendy then (laughs) going through the details of each and every part of the series. And I came to this point where I wanted to go into a city environment, but an urban environment that was different. And obviously being devoid of memories uh, adds that added bonus of it being not a normal city in general. But I wanted to begin there and talk about the nuances of little things and how magnanimous other big things are, but parallel them both together to show how similar they are and dissimilar they are. And I'll give you a prime example. A a prime example of something magnanimous would be uh, another part of the series that I'll, I'll introduce, but it just deals with how a city should operate. If you have no idea and you're waking up, and you're like, well, woo, oh my, woo, I just woke up, and uh yeah, I, I got me some coffee, I just learned how to smoke a cigarette, and uh okay, what's your problem? Oh wow, you have a family, you have, you, what's a job? Like, you, And then going through the motions of everything that goes with that. That's magnanimous. That's life-changing. That's something that from that moment on and those choices determine the trajectory of the rest of said outcomes. And it's a very makeshift, a very quick-witted type of mentality, and, and I'll get into really, really implicit details of why I chose that as the story, but I wanted to also, as the spectrum goes, to juxtapose something lighthearted and something funny, and, and I do this generally in the second book a lot, and in the third book, I'm going to look through the series and see if I do it as much, or, or see this as an ongoing theme. But I wanted to give something funny, something that had a different air, something that pushed me to the brink of my comfortability. And I know my brain knows always what it is that I'm shooting for, whether it's writing, whether it's a message, whatever the case may be, it's, my brain is like 10 times better than Google when it comes to these things. And the first thing that came to mind was like, okay, what's the most opposite of myself, a woman? Okay, what's the conversation that will be the most opposite of myself? And one of those things, because there are many. <laughs> Gee, that's a whole other podcast. Anyway, I wanted to accentuate on this female characters conversation about life and in many instances from the first book and the second book and in the third book now that I'm remembering there was no really arbitrary conversation all of the female characters in this story were very serious they were deathly serious there was no room for misinterpretation for so many things in that chaotic world that were going on and so you have like crow and she's a leader of thousands and thousands and thousands of men and you know she doesn't play at all period there's no room for even a joke to slide off of her uh, ears because it, it, the constant state of alarm or the constant battles that they witness there's only a brief reprieve at most instances as they set up camps uh, before they go into another encampment and then they go into another uh, battle other instances of females in the the book series and now that I'm thinking are instances of bemusement and confuse, confusion confusion <laughs> as the the one Rococo from the first book series and how she uh, begrudgingly agrees to follow this gentleman through a giant mansion to figure out what it is that they're doing she pretty much has this as a an understanding of okay well I'm not going to scream at this dude because he seems to know me but if I could, I'd probably choose someone else type of mentality as she comes off with. And as all female characters that I, I pose in the book and series, there are obviously a spectrum of many of them. Strong and powerful and stoic, um, young, jokingly, and adventurous. But this one, this these particular characters in the fourth book now that I'm talking about this, I wanted to fashion them as if you've ever seen like clueless. You you've seen that series or you not series but the movie and to have these conversations that I've never had before in my life was something not only a challenge but it was quite comical. And one of those conversations I know I don't have is what me and my homies would, you know, pull up on each other and meet up. And whether it is if we're meeting up someplace or whatever the case may be, it's not to sit there and and soak in subtle dalliances of the day <clears throat> and, and have it be a makeshift, uh, what would you call, reality TV show we would generally meet up and then go someplace or do something, not to just sit there and talk about our outfits. <laughs> no size fire. Talk about our outfits or talk about the purpose of life. And I very rarely, and I can honestly count these accounts on my hand, one hand of meeting up with someone at a cafe or wherever, a restaurant, and having a very deep and insightful life conversation. And and trust me, it doesn't have to be about one's payroll or their, their bank account or their salary. It's generally in, in the question of what is a, a life purpose, and and that's what this particular piece is about. And these two women meet up, and they're like party women, and I've created these characters, and I will never... <laughs> listen okay so here's another thing about myself as a personal writer there are certain things that i will never reveal about my story and certain things that i'm an open book about these two particular characters shall remain a mystery as to their influence and where they come from but i like them i like these characters they're really really cool I'll go into the details of what they look like. But for now, all you need to know is that it's two beautiful women, they're young, and they're meeting up at a cafe to discuss what they want in life. That's all you need to know. Like, that's the basis out of a world of forgotten memories for someone to take their time out of their busy, busy schedule of figuring out things in their city. It's pretty much what everyone is doing at the same time, but at a phenomenal pace. And obviously certain stores and things are running, or they're beginning to, they're reestablishing what symbols mean, all the same while communicating. People are learning how to drive. People are learning how to operate machinery. Other people instantly, automatically start reaffirming what it was that they were doing just based off of where they started, what they had on, and their own fragmented memories. And so this particular place obviously uh, operated as a cafe and so that's where the girls remember or were enticed to go and visit this place to sit down for a moment. And this particular city or society is different from all the other ones in Celestial. There's a differentiation because obviously there are androids in other cities and then there are floating islands. You get the picture. But this particular city has a different air to it or a different side to it. So it's like the daytime and then there's the nighttime. And obviously coming from where I am, I'm in America, there's obviously two sides to every coin. But I wanted to accentuate this by these women, obviously young, but then too beautiful, and so they're like, well, you know I'm fine, girl, so what you want to do? Well, and then, <laughs> hold on, bear with me for a second, this is one of those things, I told you I was going to update, and the more you guys respond, the faster it is that I come with content, so... No one is to blame, but yourself as the listener for this hilarious content that's happening right now. (laughs) So, basically, what she does is she's basically asking her friend about the purpose of life. And they're sitting there. And the one girl is like, well, yo, I'm beautiful. And so... I don't see why you're trying to force these rules upon me. And so the premise of what they're meaning about is that all of the people in the city obviously forgot their memories, but there are certain people that have these parties. And it is not a themed party. It is not anything involving any set interest. It's just to get all of these people together and to enjoy these themselves Um, To stave off all of that confusion. And so, basically, they're like, well, why is there a dress code? That doesn't even make sense. A dress code? For a party? For women? And so... (laughs) Trust me. You have no idea how crazy my imagination goes throughout the daytime to come up with this stuff. So, bear with me. Bear with me. So... Basically, the women are gathering the reasons why they should still attend said party while someone is trying to confine or constrict what it is that they're trying to express outwardly. And they find this as an egregious offense. Like, high heaven, this is almost them calling God a male while them calling God a female type mentality of how serious it is on on a, a spiritual level. Not including anything that's analogized in our world. So yeah, that that's basically what's happening <laughs> in the fourth book right now. And I haven't truly even come up with a stable name for the fourth book. I have a name for it, but... I may swap it out and, and see what happens from this. And so I, I'll read a piece from it. And if you laugh and spill milk from your nose, almond milk or something like that, please, this is the disclaimer. I'm going to do voices, okay? Okay. Okay. So it says, a clean slate type. Two feminists met. Discuss important matters. Dating. Right now? With memories a-scatter? I mean, lard looks good. You're too nice to handle, answered Curious Femula. How, how do you figure? I mean, I carry myself, excuse, fashion myself, not a refugee. The first Femula retorts, couple candor. Neither do I, your point. Do me a favor when you leave this table ask yourself what happened when did i become so basic all i could master was hair care (laughs) okay 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 okay. so listen listen this is a work in progress and i'm not done yet funny it says laughing in unison cheap shots had I, any feelings left, they'd be underneath the building and fair. This is really going to develop into a different part of the series of the book where it's very lighthearted, very funny, and mercurial with this and my voices, but there's a serious uh, dichotomy to it as well. And, and I'll go into it on the next part of the series if, not if, when. And it involves people being in the same city. However, on the guy side of it, they're trying to determine the entirety of the the entirety of the economy of the city, and what that even means, and how a city should operate, how it should operate in conjunction to all the other cities, and then what too? so it's kind of them as men asking these questions that the women are asking like what is life's purpose or what should it be and how should one go about this on a daily basis versus just telling someone uh, what their purpose is and inevitably do you let them find it there's such a myriad myriad of questions to go through a, a list of, so it, that's pretty much the serious side of it, and then I'll go into the details, but them being a, a band of different type of characters with specialties, and these women, and, and I'll actually, now that I'm thinking about it, will tie these stories together, are the lighthearted ones, the, the jokingly going to parties, swagging out, like, hey, like, <laughs> enjoying the fact that people forgot their memories and utilizing it to the best of their abilities. So, yeah, this is V, a.k.a. Vernon English, a very silly gentleman indeed, swag. And you can hit the subscribe button. The more and more you guys like the content, and the faster it is that I upload and be looking for more. That was just a tidbit from the fourth book trust me we haven't even really gotten to the third book yet we're still on the tip of the iceberg of all these things so be looking for more be looking for more and thank you thank you thank you thank you peace peace